Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's in play. Here's a cut to the net. Scores. Boone Jenner. Down the left side. Goes up top on Anderson. And the captain for the Blue Jackets makes it 4-1 with 18 seconds to go in the second period. Boone Jenner scoring, as you heard from Dan Dunleavy there, 18 seconds left to go in period two. That made it 4-1 Columbus. The comeback that Buffalo had tonight, it felt maybe doable at 3-1, but it ends up being 4-1. That's your game winner, and we're going to call that the play of the game tonight. Brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. We welcome you back here to the Press Box. Brian Colsey along with Pat Malacaro, Paul Hamilton into the Sabres room. We'll get interviews coming up in just one moment. Pat, that was a big goal at the end of the second, ultimately the difference maker. It was, and you just got the sense that that might have been the, the hill that was too big for the Sabres to climb. They made... Yeah, let's, let's go down to the room here. More from Pat coming up. Here's Kyle Oposo live with Paul. Thanks, Brian. Kyle... Uh... What, ha- what happened in that one? It just seemed like uh, you were out of sync from in the first period and maybe got worse in the second. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't play very well in the first period for sure. and uh, Just pretty disappointing. But, um, you know, we're, we're in a push here. You're not going to win every game. Um, you know you're gonna you're gonna have ups and downs still. You got to win, you know, two out of three coming down the stretch. We had a few big wins. Now we got to, you know, put it behind us and and go win some more games. Like that's that's the name of the game. You're gonna hit some, you're gonna hit adversity, and it's it's how you deal with it. Why were you able to get your push in the third period? Well, I just think we started to, like we we obviously know the magnitude of this game. We knew um, the magnitude of the moment, um, and you know we. We just committed to doing the work, and um, you know, I just thought we were playing pond hockey the first period, and it's not not a good recipe for success at this time of the year. And um, you know, third period we came out with a push. Quinney scores a big goal, get a big one on the PP there. And we got ten minutes to tie it up, and you know, we weren't able to find the last one. Kyle, if you had an answer for this home road situation, you guys would have fixed it for a while. But have you ever seen anything like this, a team with so many quality wins on the road against top of the world struggling home like you guys do so often? Uh, I'm sure we're not the first team to go through it, so it is what it is. Uh, we got to find a way to win games, whether it's home or on the road. And um, Yeah, I mean, for sure we got to be better at home. Like it's There's no bones about it. we got to win some games at home. Um, coming down the stretch here, we have some big ones coming up, and um, we got to find a way. Some more problems, but then you, you're able to score and get right back into the game. 
I don't know if we ride highs and lows too much. I mean, you know, we we're emotional because we care and we want to win and we know we know the moment we we understand the moment that we're in and we care so if, you know if if we give up a goal you know obviously it's you know it's tough if you give up another one quickly but um you know we're just i think in on the bench sometimes we can get a little bit um you know worried about what's going on and and just instead of just playing and you know we just have to we just have to bear down and, and realize that this, uh, this is a game of momentum and and you're going to have it sometimes and you're going it's going to go against you other times you know there's other there's other teams in this league that want to win and there's other really good players in this league and and so um you know we have to we have to make sure that um you know we're putting our best foot forward and tonight um it was disappointing but turn the page and move on was that the lesson of the third period, though, the jam, the speed? You guys basically just went out and played. Lost Paul Hamilton's feed there with Kyle Oposo. Uh, Oposo, they're talking about just that emotions, the ups and downs during the game, how he says, look, we care so much. Sometimes we give up a goal it can lead us to another one. All right, back to Oposo now live. Kyle Oposo, Brian, back to you. Okay. Paul Hamilton there with the Sabres captain, um, yeah, the ups and downs. I mean, the ups were good in the third period. They were all over them. Just too much of a deficit, Pat. Yeah, and I, I do think that you know this Sabres team does find a way to not let things get too out of control, whether it's you know moving on to a tough Bruins team on Thursday. They seem to find a way to, to find it quickly and not allow some of the, the good times to get too too emotional and these losses to really bring them down too much. So that that I agree with. Yeah, I would agree. Sabres fall to Columbus by a score of 5-3 to three in Boston on Thursday. That's the next game as the Buffalo goes into the March portion of the schedule. Pat, March is a busy month, but we've got a month and a half of hockey to go here, so we're getting to crunch time. Yeah, and the Sabres team is going to have to figure out a way to win on home ice if they want to make a playoff push. So many games at home in March, they're a better road team than home, but just being 500 at home uh, isn't going to be good enough. They're going to have to find a way to really dominate here on home ice and pick up two points night in and night out. Eight home games coming up in March following these two home games they just had here. Back to the room. Craig Anderson is live. Craig, when I had a chance to talk with Tage at the end of the first period, what he had said to me was, I think we were just too casual out there in some of the things we were doing. Um, how did you see it from where you were? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they forechecked hard. Give them credit. Where, you know, they, they forced us to make mistakes. You know, we were... Um, just not as sharp as, as we probably would have liked, and uh, our support around the puck was just a just a hair too late. Um, you know, generating a lot of offense for them. What did you see where the, you, the team did get back into it in the third period? I mean, it seemed like a different team where you guys did put a push on. Fans got behind you, and you know, you got a couple of goals. Yeah, it's uh, you know one of those things. Too little, too late. You know, they were on their heels. You know, maybe they came out a little casual in the third with a three goal lead and allowed us to kind of get back into it, but. Um, you know, I think we, we've got to have that mentality from, from the start. And, you know, I thought we our first shift of the game was good. We played down in their end. And, you know, I think, um, you know, we've got to, to keep learning from, from these games. We learn from our mistakes. And um, that's, that's the, the beauty of this. We get to play uh, in a couple of days and get to redeem ourselves. What have you thought about the way the group has reacted after, you know, a performance like this throughout the year? Um, yeah, I mean, our Tuesdays haven't been great. So uh, hopefully Thursday is better. Um, I thought we responded well last week uh, after a, a dismal effort uh, against Toronto. So um, that's that's the nice thing about this game is is uh, win or lose, play good, play bad. Tomorrow's a new day. The sun's going to come up, and we got to go and put the work boots on. 
Craig, the, the home road thing you guys would have fixed a long time ago if you had an answer for it. But having said that, I mean, how bizarre is it to you, the number of quality wins you've had on the road all year and the number of clunkers you've had in this building your last in the East at home? You know, I, I, there's really no rhyme or reason for it. I think that's just kind of the, you know, the way it goes sometimes. And, um, you know, I think... If you put too much emphasis, you start thinking about it too much, that's when things don't fix themselves. We just got to go out and play the same game. Um, you know, try to be as consistent as you can for the course of 82, and, and we know that's not going to happen. Um, you just can't be the same team day in and day out, but you can sure darn try to be, and that's where we need to get to. And we're trying, we're learning, we're getting there. Um, you know, there's going to be bumps and bruises along the way and some speed bumps, but. Um, overall, we've got to stay positive, keep the right mindset here, and um, just keep trucking forward. And is that a little bit about the third period? You guys kind of just went out and played, and we saw the speed, we saw the jam that wasn't there in the first two. And yeah. That was much more of a game. Um, yeah, it's really easy to play when you got nothing to lose. And, um, you know, at that point in the game, we've got nothing to lose. we got to push and try to get ourselves back in there, and I thought we did a good job. I mean, the unfortunate thing is, is we dug ourselves into a, a pretty deep hole to try to get out of, but... Again, it's it's uh, a learning learning curve for this young group, and uh, you know take this and chalk it up for some experience, and um, you know try not to to mimic the same mistakes over and over again. That's you know that's about all you can do as far as um, at this at this point now is is learn from that and try not to to, to you know double down on it. Thank you, Craig. Craig Anderson at the post game. Brian, back to you. Craig Anderson faced 36 shots in this game. Four, I'm oh, sorry, faced 35. The 36 shot went into. Uh, the empty net. Four goals against Pat. Not Vander Anderson's best performance coming off of the outstanding one in Florida. No, but I like the levity that he tried to provide, you know, joking, somewhat muted that uh, maybe it's just Tuesdays are the problem for the yeah. Sabres. I think that's the attitude that when we talk about not getting too high or too low, the perspective of the veteran players like Craig Anderson allows some of these young players to learn from and grow from, and that's why the Sabres were able to win three in a row after such a terrible game all around against Toronto just a week ago. Lukanen in Boston. Yeah. That we're probably Don Granato's going to go next. I would think. Yeah. Tough place to play. Sabres do have a win there, though, at TD Garden, where almost no one has won this year. And that was a stretch where the Sabres ended December and began January on such a stretch, beating teams that, um, you know, on paper are better. But um, you know, the Sabres find a way to, you know, get up for a lot of these games and, and able to go toe-to-toe with some of the top-speed teams in the league. Yeah, that game on New Year's Eve in Boston, an OT win for the Sabres, uh, but they fall here tonight by a score of 5-3. to three. Yeah, the, the next set of games upcoming here, at Boston Thursday. The next home game for Buffalo will be Saturday against Tampa Bay at 12.30. And then next week, four games, three of them at home, starting off with Connor McDavid and the Oilers on Monday. You want some more encouraging signs? J.J. Paterka scores one of the goals, first goal since mid-December. Jack Quinn, what a shot that he has. We talked about after the second. Who's going to step up besides the Tate Thompson line? It was some of the young players who are at times struggled this year and have played their way out of it um, in, in a good way, and they helped bring the Sabres within a goal and a power play chance away from tying the game. There's, there's no doubt about it that replacing Alex Tuck just can't be done. He's, I think he's such a spark plug, one of the, one of the real motivators for this team. Um, but as the guys to fill in the role, Jack Quinn, who's been playing with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner, I think he's looked pretty good in the first two games so far. Yeah, I would agree, and uh, 
the, the, that's the big question, right, is who is going to step up and where are you going to replace that offense and his, Tuck's role on this team? Um, hopefully it's more of a short-term than long-term injury. And we'll see uh, if these young players can continue to pick it up. Yep. 5-3 Columbus, the final. Uh, at this time, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening, go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship in Buffalo on WGR, more postgame coming up, including Sabres head coach Don Granato. We'll get you more highlights, update you on the standings, the scoreboard, Paul Hamilton's take, all coming your way. Final from KeyBank Center. The Blue Jackets win it 5-3 to three over the Sabres. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Splits the D, Thompson walks in deep. Oh, what a save by Elvis. Bruce Lickens with the glove save on Cage Thompson, who looked to be about to break open another highlight reel goal, and then he goes to the referee to showcase what might have been a high stick. Yeah, Tage walking in with a good look late in the game. Elvis Mers Lincolns right there with what we're going to make our save of the game. Brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. 5-3 to three, Columbus, the final in front of 13,661 at KeyBank Center. Buffalo closes out the books on February, heads to March with a trip to Boston. And the Bruins, the best team in the NHL, 7 o'clock puck drop Thursday night. Uh, we'll have pregame at 6 o'clock uh, right here on the Sabres radio network. And then Saturday is the next home game, 12.30, early afternoon go at it. Uh, the kids take over day against the Lightning. And then a busy week next week, four in six. Three of them will be at home. Edmonton home on Monday at the Islanders Tuesday. Home for Dallas next Thursday and home for the Rangers next Saturday. Don Granado's postgame comments coming up here after the 5-3 to Columbus victory. Brian Colziel, Pat Malacaro with you here on the postgame show. Let's get you some final stats now. They're brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Shots end up 41-36 Buffalo. 14 in the third for the Sabres. They got two. They needed one more. That goal from Jenner at the end of the second, like that just felt like a backbreaker and... Obviously, on the scoreboard, it ends up being the game winner and a monster one. 3-1 feels like a feasible comeback against a weaker team. 4-1 against any team in the NHL. Like, you're asking a lot there. Sabres almost did it. But uh, that goal from Jenner in the final seconds of the second period ends up being uh, the game-winning goal for Columbus. Power plays tonight. Both teams getting one there. One for three for the Sabres. One for one for the Blue Jackets. Merzlikens gets the win facing 41 shots. He made 38 saves. Anderson, not the best follow-up from that game in Florida where he was outstanding, maybe his best outing of the year. 35 shots, 31 saves. The 36 shot went into the empty net. Three stars, Jenner, the game winner, and an assist. He's star number three. Jack Quinn, who continues to play very well in the role of Alex Tuck on that top line tonight for the Sabres, uh, a goal and an assist, star number two. And... Eric Robinson, three goals. First career hat trick, goal six, seven, and eight on the season for Robinson. He's star number one, and he is our electric player of the game tonight. Brought to you by Town Auto Group for an electrifying performance. Check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. So there it is, 5 3. How about some individual stats? Owen Power 
again, with no Darlene, plays even more than he did the other night. I want to say maybe a, over a, a minute more from what he did the other night in that win over the Capitals. Let's see. He played 27-43 against the Capitals. Exactly one minute. 28-43 tonight for power uh, to lead all players in terms of ice time. Uh, he had an assist to set up Paterka on that power play goal halfway through period number three. Skinner and Thompson lead the way in terms of shots, five apiece. Paterka had four, as did Hinnestroza. Paterka, you can see, once he finally scored his first time in 27 games since December 13th, all of a sudden he's firing out of a cannon. He had three or four go at it that almost went in. All right, Don Granato, now live. Let's take you downstairs. We, we weren't, uh, we were not sharp. I felt that um, we definitely feel we could have competed, worked harder. Period. You know, that you count, you're going to complicate a lot of things from that. Uh, again, uh, not getting in that, taking enough shots, and a shot mentality. Um, so, you know, lots of issues will transpire when you don't have. Yeah, with an elevated compete level, I think things would have resolved for us. It's easy to play at times when you're down four to one, but given that the third period, does that kind of give you something to say? Why can't we do this in the second period? You guys were you had the, the jam, the speed, a lot more going. Guys were shooting the puck. I mean, that's probably one of the frustrating elements of the game in your mind, isn't it? Yeah, for, for really the first time in a long time, I felt like we couldn't move the puck up smooth from our from our D zone out. We couldn't get a transition game. It was in guys' feet. Uh, you know, as Paul said, sloppy. Uh, it was a challenging game. Um, you know, on the, from all the way through because we're just we just couldn't get any smooth transition. Obviously, you missed Darlene, um, who, who was exceptional at that. But we, for you know, other guys didn't look like themselves in that area. Uh, you know, passes and feet. But we we didn't have any smooth trans much smooth transition out of our end. And even transition through regroup and counterattack was, uh, we botched a lot of simple plays, um, you know, which was obviously uh, compounded the issue for us and the challenge for us. And we were just Some shots we passed up. There's a shot, an, an opportunity in the second period. We stared right at the goalie, and we passed and hit a stick. Uh, and it just, it just points to we, we want to make it perfect. Uh, we get on the road. We we don't worry about anything perfect. It's a it's a more direct mentality. And um, but you know, so I mean, you can add up the numbers. Obviously, home and road to this point in the year. I think just moving forward, we we just have to. We just have to compete better, uh, compete every night the same way, yeah, whether it's home or, or road. And you know, I think that was the challenge for us tonight. We uh, we scored early, um, and and again, I think we went to try to make things pretty perfect from that point instead of just competitive and direct. Uh, and that that then frustration ensued. And so, yeah, we we complicated some simple things, and we've been doing that more as a habit at home. Do you hope that that third period allows J.J. Paterka to just sort of maybe take some pressure off of himself since it had been sort of a difficult stretch for him in terms of just generating offense? Yes. Uh, he's a goal scorer, and, and uh, I, 
I think that will give him a boost. He's worked hard in other areas. He's been stronger on pucks and more determined in, uh, in different areas. So the hope is that uh, that will give him the boost. Is there a way for these guys to better manage the emotional highs and lows, giving up a goal and then things kind of snowball or scoring a goal and then taking off from there? I think you're always challenged with managing highs and lows. So yes, um, I think you just have to use situations like 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 these guys go through through the league, and and uh, in hopes of that it stabilizes. You know, it can you know that experience of going through it can help stabilize you for the next time. But you know, again, we chased this game. Obviously, we chased it, and and when you chase the game, fatigue becomes a bigger factor, and and, and it did down the stretch. Um, with execution, uh, I thought our execution wasn't sharp because we didn't compete early, and then, you know, um, w you know, fatigue compounded as we chase a game, and um, you know that's a big, big learning moment uh, for us in that one. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granado. His live post-game press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services. Specialist bringing heat on and off the ice. We bring it back upstairs here to the press box. Brian Colesio with you. Uh, we'll head back down to the media room in just a few moments and uh, get Paul Hamilton's thought on this one uh, as the Sabres fall 5-3. to three. Uh, He mentioned the transitions coming up the ice not being smooth. I would agree. It seemed like the Sabres really, once they broke out past their own blue line, like what was the plan next? You know who's very helpful in that spot is Rasmus Dahlin, as he said. Um, Dahlin being out, a big factor. Now, when's Dahlin going to play next? Well, obviously you hope maybe against the Bruins. Still officially day-to-day. -day. There was some thought that maybe he could have gone tonight, but uh, he did not participate in the morning skate, which kind of lended ourselves to thinking that he wasn't going to play tonight. So uh, still officially day-to-day. -day. We'll see if Dahlin plays against the Bruins. Of course, Alex Tuck out right now still with that week-to-week -week lower body injury. The injury report is brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. All right, before we talk to Paul, busy night in the league, especially in the East in the wildcard race. Let's check the scores here as we go around the NHL. All right, games that Sabre fans want to know about. Let's start with the Islanders. They've picked up a point tonight. They are in Minnesota against the Wild, and there is a minute to go in the OT. It's the Islanders one and the Wild one. So New York, at the very least, will get a point in the standings. Uh, they came into this game tonight one better uh, than Buffalo in the standings as well. So uh, an opportunity there for the Islanders maybe to increase their lead there uh, on the wild card. Uh, as uh, th those two teams are going at it tonight in OT. As soon as we get you a final on that, we'll have it for you. Other games going on right now. Boston, who's who Buffalo will play next. They're in Calgary, and it's a 2-1 Bruins lead. How about the shots in this game? 32-7, Calgary, with five minutes to go in the second. 32-7, but the Bruins have the lead, and guess who has two goals? Orloff, who they just traded for uh, from the Capitals. So, <laughs> impressive uh, debut here for Olaf to go to the Bruins and get two goals. Uh, other finals. Ottawa defeats Detroit. Is that good? Is that bad? Well, it's good that Detroit lost, but now Ottawa all of a sudden is in the mix. They are just two points back of the Buffalo Sabres uh, in the standings. So now another team to really keep an eye on in the Eastern Conference is the Senators, who points percentage-wise have now moved ahead of the Wings and ahead of the Capitals. 
Keep an eye on Ottawa, although they've played one more game than Buffalo. The Sabres, points percentage-wise, at this moment, would still be in. Pittsburgh has the highest point percentage. They'd be wildcard one. Buffalo's second highest point percentage would be wildcard two at 559. Islanders, though, could move ahead of that if they're able to win. Again, they're in overtime. Other games, the Panthers win. That doesn't help Buffalo uh, in Tampa tonight by a score of 4-1. to one. And Pittsburgh does now win. That win, that game just went final. Uh, they beat the Predators by a 3-1 to one score. So the out-of-town scoreboard tonight, not good. I mean, somebody had to win the Ottawa-Detroit game, so I guess, you know, I guess you're just happy that that wasn't a three-point game. Florida wins in Tampa. That doesn't go your way. Pittsburgh wins in Nashville. That doesn't go your way. The Islanders and the Wild are now going to a shootout, so we'll post you on that. If the Islanders win, it's essentially the worst night possible. All the teams pick up two points around you. We knew, of course, somebody had to lose in that Detroit-Ottawa game, and the Sabres get none here. So not a good night in the standings. Let's go down to Paul. Paul, not a good night on the out-of-town scoreboard, but more importantly, not a good night here, losing to, on paper, the worst team in the East. Yeah, I just thought uh, right from the start, I mean, a, a lot of bad puck management led to a lot of a lot of bad decisions, led to a lot of bad puck management. And uh, Columbus wouldn't let them come through the neutral zone in smooth transition, as Don Granada was just talking about. And, uh, you know, so then frustration would set in. And next thing you know, they, they make some bad decisions and, you know, the puck winds up in their net. Uh, they had a couple of young defensemen. It wasn't their night. Um, you know, I'm not going to really jump on Owen Power. I mean, he's, he's, what, 19, 20 years old and played very well against Washington the other night here uh, or the other, after, the other afternoon here, but this wasn't his night. It's as simple as that. And, uh, you know, he had a couple of plays I'm sure he would want back, a couple of the decisions he would want back. and uh, But he certainly wasn't the only one out there. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, when Tate Thompson talked to us in the first period, he, he thought they were too casual in what they were trying to do. And, uh, you know, it just wound up costing him in the end. And too many really bad decisions turned into bad mistakes and turned into pucks in the back of your net. The, the the contrast, Paul, in the energy that they brought in the third period versus at other times in the first and the second, like, I mean, you don't have to watch a ton of hockey to see. It was clearly evident. And uh, I know the question was asked of Don Garnado, but it's just like, man, there's such a difference from that, as we would say, the high and the low. And, you know, players say, oh, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, all this sort of stuff. But it's just such a drastic difference. And it seems like in this building we see such a drastic building uh, difference of the highs being very high and the lows being very low. And I'm sure, obviously, trying to fill that gap to have it be uh, a little bit more consistent is the challenge for this team right now. Well, look at their three goals. Tage Thompson came through, shot the puck. He scored. Jack Quinn comes through the white circle, shot the puck. He scored. J.J. Paterka, one-timer on the power play, shot the puck. He scored. Um, there were a lot of other plays where they didn't shoot the puck and they they tried to you know make the make the fancy play or whatever and it didn't work and you know so i mean you 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 get three pieces of evidence right there that you are a better team when you are pushing forward and you are pushing the puck forward and you are shooting the puck and yes they did i believe they had over 40 shots did they not i didn't see the final shot 41 
41. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there were shots, and, and uh, Merce Lincoln made some really good saves in the third period. Uh, Thompson broke through on a power play. What, what a glove save he made there, I mean, uh, to, to make the save there. I thought he got a piece of the Paterka one-timer, but others said he hit the post. But still, that I mean, uh, you know, he had to make some big saves in the third period. I don't think the Sabres really tested him. I know they were getting shots, but I sat in the second period. Why did the Sabres have 11 shots? And I thought to myself, did they make it hard on him at all? I mean, I, I didn't think they really did. How many real scoring chances did they have? But they had some in the third period, and he made some good saves. Yeah. Let's get our first response from the fans now, brought to you by Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy, first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Paul, I want to follow up on the, po- on the Owen PowerPoint here. Uh, Irma writes in on Twitter. Again, you can send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR. Irma says... Power looks slow and tired tonight. Too many minutes, in my opinion. Is Granado overplaying him? Has to keep him fresher. Paul, he played 27-43 on Sunday. Tonight, a whole minute more, 28-43. Now, we know Darlene is out. Um, do you think some of that is, or it's got to be some of that's got to be dealing with what you saw with Power tonight here, and what can Don Granado do right now with Darlene out? It's possible, but we've seen him play minutes earlier in the season. Um, I, I don't really think that's it. Because, uh, you know, he had a day off. Nope, they didn't practice on Monday, so they weren't on the ice. So, you know, he had time to recharge his batteries, plus he's young. You know, so, yeah, I, I was supposed that you could say that's a possibility. None of us will really ever know if, if that's indeed the case. But, uh I would say probably not. I just think it was one of those nights. I mean, he and Yoki Haru just did not mesh tonight. Uh, there were both of them. And, uh, I mean, just the one goal, I believe it might have been the Jenner goal, where Yoki Haru's on the wall. He lets, uh, I think it was Corrali, get by him. And then Power just left the front of the net. And the guy behind the net's not going to score. So he went behind the net, and uh, it's just a, a decision he normally wouldn't make, but he did in this particular case and left, uh, I believe it was Robinson all alone in front, and, and he, he converts. So um, those two just were not in sync. They were, you know, they had good games against Washington, but it didn't go their way in this one. They just were not in sync all night long. I think they were, you know, and just – you know, they finally broke him up and, and went with a couple of other pairs. And as I said, you'll never know, but I, we've seen Power this year play a lot of minutes, especially when Samuelson and Yo- Yoki Haru were out. And I, I thought he handled it pretty well. Yep. Paul Hamilton with us here on the postgame. 5-3 Columbus, the final. Paul, the response from this team's after clunky performances has been good. That's definitely something that I think everyone's got to give credit uh, to this club and Don Granato for. They did it a week ago with the batters uh, game against the Leafs. They come back with a great game in Tampa, then following up with wins Florida and Washington. Can maybe descript this year way the same tonight. Now, trying to respond, this is about as big a challenge as you could ask for. You're going to play the best team in the building, which almost nobody wins in. However, the Sabres did win in Boston earlier this year, uh, but this is going to be a tough task as we look ahead to their next game. Yeah, the bad news is they're playing the Boston Bruins. The good news is they're one of the few teams that have won in Boston this year. So, you know, Buffalo tends to play better on the road, and it certainly is going to be a huge test for them. And then they got to come back here and play the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that uh, 
they really scrapped against and, and came away with an overtime win. That was a 5-3 lead in the third period. Tampa Bay tied it, but the Sabres, even though they were killing a penalty, did it. They got some big saves from Comrie in overtime and uh, were able to win the hockey game. So, uh, you know, they usually play Tampa pretty good, but that's the thing about Tampa. You can have a one or two goal lead on them, and they'll still come roaring back on you. And it didn't work here in Buffalo. The Sabres had a 5-3 lead in that game and lost that game 6-5 to in overtime. So, uh, you know, that's usually good games, but at least they got over the, the hill and finally did beat them the, the other night in Tampa. Paul, thank you for your work tonight. We'll chat on Thursday with the Sabres and the Bruins. Okay, sounds good. All right, Paul Hamilton down in the media room. Okay, well, just one final here to uh, to update you on. While Paul and I were talking, uh, the shootout ended in Minnesota. Minor help tonight there. The Wild do win it uh, in a shootout. So the Islanders only get one point in this game, but regain status as wild card one with that point. They go to 70 now, 70 points for the Islanders. Then you've got Pittsburgh holding wild card two spot right now at 69. And then it's Buffalo with 66. Now, Sabres have a game in hand on the Penguins and five games in hand on the Islanders. So still opportunity there with we know the game's in hand. However, the teams right with Buffalo now continue to pile up. Florida also has 66 points. Ottawa has won two in a row over Detroit, back-to-back nights. They now have 64. Detroit has 64. Washington has 64. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams essentially fighting for two spots. And the team at the top, the Islanders, have played the most games. So everybody else, points percentage-wise, is a little closer than it actually looks. It's a logjam with a month and a half to go. So it'll be fun to watch the standings. The out-of-town scoreboard tonight, I'm going to rate it about a D-. minus. Pittsburgh wins in regulation. Panthers win in regulation. Ottawa wins. Detroit loses, but one of them had to lose. And the Islanders get a point, one out of two. And the Sabres get none. So if you're counting the Sabres game amongst all the out-of-town scores, Pat, here, I, I think my D-minus grade uh, looks about right. You're really putting the old <laughs> adage of some of my college friends that Ds get degrees to, to, to the test tonight. <laughs> you really are. Yes. I like that phrase. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Ds get degrees. You should hang out with friends like I have, I guess, apparently. Okay. <laughs> Brian hangs out with too many teachers. They don't think that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, TJ. All right. Well, I I like that. But, uh, you know, your next game is against the best team in the NHL. So, And then you've got Tampa coming in, who you just beat. like this, And then Edmonton. I mean, this is not easy upcoming here. We thought last week was tough with Toronto, Tampa, Florida. These next three, Boston, Tampa, Edmonton, you're playing three of the best in the league. And you have not played your best on home ice this year. That that also plays into it, too. You play better on the road. storyline will not go away. Right. And th- there is one way to change it. Correct. It's it's coming out not only being at least, you know, five and three here in, in this eight-game stretch at home, but picking up points in almost uh, – it's almost impossible to say you're going to get points in all eight. But if you can pick up points in six of these eight games – just by getting to overtime in one or two of them and, and picking up points and starting to accumulate some home wins. Look, you're in a spot you're in right now not playing your best at home. Imagine if you can finally do that on home ice. Well, how they do on that might determine whether they make it or not. Yes. And, and if they miss it, the home ice woes will be uh, right at the top of the list. 
They have nine home games in March. Nine. Like, okay. Most teams would say, sign us up. But the Sabres have been so much better on the road. Uh, but you're going to have teams here also that you're going to be in the race with. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity to 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 put that storyline away, put it to bed, and show that, hey, you know, that, that's no big deal. The media keeps bringing it up. Stop bringing it up, right? we got nine home games at home in March. It's your opportunity to reverse that storyline. And if you do it, the standings will probably take care of themselves. You'll be in the playoffs if that. If you take care, if you can go six and three or, you know, Six, two, and one right. in that in that in those home games. Well, you'll probably be in those one of those two wild card spots. And then you're going to be playing some road games that are very tough, but winnable games as well. You're going to go to the island. You're going to play the Rangers. You're going to play teams. Capitals, right? Yep. So you're going to have games that directly impact your ability to move up in the standings. And those teams are in front of you. So when on home ice, take advantage of your very strong plan on away from home, and that's a recipe for. Being right there in April. Two road games at the Islanders right. in March. Who sweeps who there could also be a huge swing. Yeah, if you can come away with at least three points in those two games by getting to overtime, and if you're the Sabres, not allow the Islanders to get to OT, now you're talking about ways that uh, you're going to find yourself in it and with all those games in hand. Yep. All right, Pat. Well, not the best to uh, to have the results go against the Sabres tonight, but uh, we'll be back at it on Thursday with the Bruins, thanks for your work tonight. Thank you. All right, Pat Malacaro here, Paul Hamilton. Thank you to him for his work down there as we put a wrap on things here from KeyBank Center. We'll thank the rest of our crew, Tom Maddie and Lucas Buckley, our on-site engineers tonight. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, TJ Luckman back in our Amher Studios, our network producer. And uh, for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. Thank you guys as always, as well as your guest appearance on the pregame show. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. I'm Brian Colesiel. Final again from downtown Buffalo. Columbus 5, Buffalo 3. We'll open up March. Sabres and Bruins, Thursday, 7 o'clock, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.